0: excited what God's going to do. It's a celebration that a lot of folks recognize and it's a great great place for people to launch back into that great relationship that they might have uh, have left for a little while in their life. Amen. Partner with their love for God and see them come to the Lord's house or attend online, whichever way is best for them, but connect them to the body of Christ. Connect them To Jesus, someone say in Jesus' name. Let me read my text to you this morning. Thank you, Worship Department. Thank you so much for bringing us to a place of worship today. I want to read to you out of Psalm, Psalm the forty sixth Psalm. I'm going to read to you verse ten. That I will come back to the forty sixth Psalm in a few moments. Verse ten of the forty sixth Psalm. The stanza says this: "Be still, everybody shout. Be still." And know that I am God be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted amongst the nations I will be exalted in the earth when we are still when we get to know God he will be exalted someone shout Amen you may be seated in the name of the Lord it's good to see every one of you the Lord has been talking to us If you uh, are not able to attend a a prayer that we're having, men's prayer, ladies' prayer, this coming week is ladies' prayer here on Saturday morning at 9. Yesterday, man, this place was full of men seeking God for their families and their lives. And I'm telling you, man, we had a powerful move of the Holy Spirit in this place, directing our lives, encouraging each other. And I encourage every man that's here today, if if you have a moment of time to help yourself, help others. Amen. Be in prayer. And again, uh, in, uh, in two weeks, the men will be joining again on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And of course, our, our Easter services are coming. Our, our Sunday uh, is going to be a great day. And of course, Good Friday, the 7 p.m. before that. And we're looking to celebrate what Christ did for us on Calvary. How many are thankful that Jesus died on Calvary for you? Amen. I'm so thankful that he did. I, I want to uh, minister to you today, and I want you to hopefully hear the word. Be hearers of the word of God. Remember I spoke to you about how the prophet Eli spoke to Samuel, the young man, and said, The next time that God speaks to you, say what? Say, here am I? No, he didn't say that. He said that in the beginning, and we know that we've got to be willing, right? But he said, speak, Lord, thy servant, what? Heareth. If we're here and not hearing, then we're not really seeking what God wants for us in our lives. Hearing is a vital, vital part of our Christian walk. Hearing what God is saying. In Revelations it says, he that hath an ear let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We're living in the hour of the last day, and I believe that God is speaking unequivocally, absolutely to the church. How many are thankful that God still speaks to the church? Today, I want to take you simply about being still and knowing God. Being still and knowing God. I debated whether to, uh, how I should, I wrestled with God a little bit about, God, I'm I'm worried about their activity. Why would I talk to them about being still? And God said, because I said, talk to them about being still. Because activity does not equal maturity in Christ. Activity is not what he's asking us for. He's not asking for more of your activity. He's asking for more of you. He's asking for more of me. This hour has been filled with us trying to feel normal again. Can I get anybody to shout amen? We're trying to reclaim 2019, man. We are clawing, and we're, man, I wish we could get back to that. And I have news, and I keep saying this, but I'll continue to say it. It's, it's not coming back. It's, it's not going to ever be 2019 again. But it is going to be 2022 and 2023, and we can decide what God is going to do in our lives. We don't have to look back. We can look forward to what God is doing and what he wants to do in our lives. Someone shout amen. And in this life, I, I want to not spend so much time looking back that I, I miss what's moving forward. I, 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 our theme this year for our church body is to go forward, move forward, do forward, think forward. Why? Because if we're not careful, we will draw ourselves back to what used to be instead of where God wants us to go. Someone shout amen. We find in this psalm, Psalm 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. I uh, want you to understand a little bit of history about this psalm. You see, this psalm was written by the sons of Korah. If you go to your Bible, you'll see at the beginning of this stanza, it will say that it was written by the sons of Korah. And you will find that... The sons of Korah were very interesting and very important people in the scripture. For you need to understand the importance of this passage in order for you to get the entirety of what he was saying when he said, be still and know that I am God. Korah was an interesting character. This is the sons of Korah. We don't know their name, but we know that there were sons that were Korah's sons. Today, I want to help you as this passage opens up to us and the history. They were coming out of Egypt and Moses was leading them across the the wilderness. And we find that God anointed Moses to lead the people and God gave him Aaron. Aaron was a priest and God gave him Aaron to help with the people and to help uh, hear from the Lord. And so Moses and Aaron were anointed of God to direct them as they traveled out of Egypt. Someone say out of Egypt out of sin, out of captivity, out of the things that were in their past, and to direct them and guide them into what God had promised them, the promised land in Canaan. We find that there is so much history here that I don't have time to to go into, but it's a, a wonderful history if you would take time to study it. But here we find that As they were going towards this Canaan land, as they were journeying, there were some people that didn't like the way that Moses and Aaron were leading the people. You see, they, they decided that they thought it was more important what they thought and what they were doing. They didn't want to go that way. They wanted to go that way. They they felt like they were as... a matter of fact, it says in the Scripture that the whole congregation felt as if they are as holy as anyone in the congregation, and therefore, they should be listened to as well as Moses and Aaron. And, and Aaron uh, and Moses were, were devastated. They were, they, they were frustrated. And we find that Moses, fell on his face, the scripture says and he pleaded with this man named Cora. Cora was the ringleader. Cora was the point man. Cora was the person that had this uh, this idea and he began to disseminate this idea amongst the people matter of fact, there were 250 men. Let me read just real quick in Numbers 16 in verse 1. Now Kor, the son of Ishar, and the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dothan and Ibram, the son of Elab, and On, An, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men, and they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel. 250. Now, we know from historical and other studies that there were about a million of them coming out, and there were 250 trying to dictate the... Pre- oh, I'm going to preach right now. There were 250 out of a million trying to dictate the direction from a way God wanted versus the way that they wanted. But, but the Bible says that they were 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of what? renown these weren't just nobodies they were good men Everybody shout good men they were men that that worked towards good things I don't believe they woke up one morning and said we're gonna plot evil no I believe they woke up one morning and they felt like they knew better and they felt like in their heart they knew better that they just felt like man Moses and Aaron man they're missing it I can't believe we're not out of this wilderness yet I can't believe that we're not doing what we think we ought to do and so what happened was that they came up and the Bible says they rose up against this this holy men of God Moses and Aaron the Bible says in verse 3 that they gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said unto them you take too much upon yourselves for all here it is for all the congregation is holy every one of them and the Lord is among them in other words we don't need you because all of us are hearing what we should be doing he says and the Lord is among them why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord I won't take time to read all of this chapter for it's an interwoven story of of Moses coming to them and pleading with them and telling them don't do this you don't understand what you're doing and and we can see how God begins to chastise them and and they began to to make alliances and began to do some things but in verse 31, the Bible says Moses warns them and then God begins to judge them. He had give them space to repent, but they refused. And here is what verse 31 now, it came to pass as he finished, this is Moses speaking the words, what words? The words of pleading with them. The words that this is what is thus saith the word of God. He had fleeced them and said, listen, we we are more than willing to step aside if God wills it. We'll let the process take place. And this is going to be God consumes us or he consumes you and and so he warned them and the Bible says that as he spake all these words that the ground split apart underneath them and the earth opened its mouth in verse 32 and swallowed them up and their households and all the men with what Korah all the men with Korah and all their goods you can read uh, in verses uh, later that that the men are right before this that that they were all standing around next to their tents, and Moses says, "I want all the congregation to get away from their tents because god 's fixing to move, and so they moved away from those tents and, and the Bible says that they had all of their their stock and their children and their it says they had everybody with them, and god says i 'm going to do this, and you need to repent, but they didn 't and so God spoke and And he chose. He chose to point them in the direction that he wanted them in instead of the direction that the committee wanted them in. It was here that we see in verse 32 that the earth opened its mouth, swallowed them and their households, and all the men with Korah. Korah died. I want to remind you that we're talking about a psalm that was written by the what? Sons of Korah. Imagine with me today that in Numbers 26, way later talking here, you can see how the Bible says that the sons of Eliab were all Numel and Dathan and Ibram. And these are the, are the Dothan and the Ibram, representatives of the congregation, who what in verse uh, con, uh, contended against Moses and Aaron and the company of Korah when they contended against the Lord. They weren't contending against Moses, they were contending against the Lord. And the Bible says in verse 10, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them together. With Korah, then that company died. And the Bible says, then the fire devoured 250 men and they became a sign. In verse 11, we find the hope. Here it is. What does it say? Read it with me. Nevertheless, the children of Korah did not die. Imagine with me that you are being raised in a household that is full of rebellion, a household that is full of, of things that are, are going apart. Think about it in the reference of our own world, that, that there, there is disruption, there is uh, uh, unsettledness, there is fear, there is uh, all that has happened in our world, all that is still happening in our world. It is such a, a, a puddle of, of mess, and we look at it. How many think that we are living in a crazy world right now? Can I get an amen from anybody? There is a general consensus that all that is going on. Imagine with me that there are some sons and they're watching their father. They're hearing their father. They're watching. They're hearing Moses. They're seeing Moses. They're seeing all that is going on. Uh, They're supposed to be in their father's tent. Uh, They're supposed to be in a place where their judgment comes. Uh, But God uh, said, I want to give a remnant out of those uh, that may have rebellion in their past or may have something in their life that they were raised in that has affected their entirety, their whole life. Uh, we did not choose some things that we have went through. Uh, our childhoods were developed and, and meshed and they were pushed by things uh, that were not right or unholy. Maybe you here today have had religious hurt and ah, uh, maybe you here today have, have been in a place where there was uncertainty and things happened that made you say uh, uh, is there a God? Is there a God in heaven that still loves men? Uh, is there somebody that can say to me that God is still alive? Uh, can you prove to me that God is still a healer that God is still on the throne Uh, and nevertheless the Bible says that the children of Korah did not die pastor Ben they were supposed to die uh, because everybody else died Uh, but there was something from the Spirit of God that says uh, I'm gonna leave a remnant Uh, I'm gonna leave a remnant that will attest uh, to my mercy uh, that will attest to the fact uh, that you may not have it perfect you may be wounded Uh, you may be messed up uh, but God in this hour from Calvary's cross says my grace is sufficient for you I love you I care about you I want you to have the best Don't think because you have a past that it dictates your future. God is trying to speak to us in this hour. Just because we've gone through two years of crazy does not mean that we're going to have a lifetime of crazy. Uh, God is saying this is a season. Uh, This is a moment. Uh, And we are beginning a new season. Uh, I feel like the spirit realm is mimicking or vice versa. The weather is mimicking the spirit realm. Uh, It would seem to me that there is some thawing uh, But then there's some snow. And then there's some warm weather. But then there's some wind. And the Holy Spirit is saying, wake up to where you're at. Know the time in which you are living. Understand that the seasons of God are yea and amen. That they're going to come. And that season is changing. How many feel the season changing? That there is a new wind of the Holy Ghost. There is a spirit of hope that is in us. There is a place where I say it's not same old hum-ho. It's not no, because I am seeing things differently. I'm seeing them through the eyes of the sons of Korah. What was so special about their eyes? They were supposed to die. God has left us a remnant like you and I in this hour. It was from this place of rebellion. It was from this place of confusion. Uh, I love my dad, but he spoke out, and this is what happened. Judgment came. Uh, How can that be a good God? How can that be a God that I can connect to, Uh, hurt came, Uh, uncertainty was a part of their life, Uh, it was from this vantage point uh, that the psalmist wrote, that the sons uh, of Korah wrote chapter 46 of the psalm when he says in verse 1 God is our refuge and strength a present help in the time of trouble I'm not here to tell you that God failed me, I'm here to tell you because I know him for myself my dad was my dad, I'm not my dad, I am a son of God, I am obedient to his word and I am going to declare he is my refuge. He is my strength. He is a very present help uh, in the time uh, of trouble. Uh, therefore, uh, because he's my refuge, uh, I will not fear. Uh, oh, you got to praise God for that. Uh, because he is uh, our God, our king, our deliverer. I'm not going to fear. Even though, listen, it's an interesting phrase here. It's interesting that he wrote about the earth. Uh, it's interesting that the sons of Korah, after what they witnessed with their parents, uh, what they took as a point to try to get our attentions uh, though even though the earth be removed. I want you to think about that in context of what they saw with the earth opening and consuming their their, their friends and their parents. Uh, he says, though the earth be removed and though the what? Mountains be carried uh, into the midst of the sea. Though its waters roar and are what? Troubled. Uh, though the mountains shake uh, with its swelling, Selah, uh, there is a river uh, whose stream shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the most high God why why is there a river why is there going to be praise and worship why is there going to be gladness in God's house why is it going to stay holy because God is in the midst of her she shall what not be moved someone shout i will not be moved come on Come on, I will not be moved. Uh, uh, I don't care what happened in my past. Uh, I don't care what hurts I might have. Uh, I've got to settle in my spirit that said, God is my refuge. He is my strength. Uh, he is in the midst of me. Uh, he shall not be moved from my life. Uh, I shall not be moved from his river, from his house, from his glory. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Oh, you're not hearing what the the psalmist is trying to say here. God shall what? Come on, read it with me. God shall what? Help her just at the break of dawn. I I need somebody to hear me this morning. Uh, Some of you are in your midnight hour. Uh, Some of you are in the darkness of the world. Uh, Some of you can't see your hand in front of your face. Uh, And you have lost hope. Uh, The enemy has told you that God has forsaken you. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, it's not dead yet. It's not over yet. It's not through. God is on his way, and he will come to you, not in the midnight hour, but at dawn when you've gone through your trial. When God is here trying to help us understand that it's not time to abandon God. It's not time to leave the faith. It's time to recognize the hour that you're living. We are living in darkness and gross darkness is upon the people. But if we can stand, if we can be patient, if we can stand still and see the glory of God, if we can be still, if we can be still, if we can be still and not run from God. But run to God. Run to His presence. Run to His glory. Run to Him. Because if we are not careful, we will be entreated to run away from Him. And God is standing there saying, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will what give you rest. I don't know about you, but I want peace in the Holy Ghost. Can I get an amen? I want clarity from the throne room of God. I want to hear His voice. I want to know that He is with me when I don't even feel him for myself. Can I get an amen? The Bible says, listen, God is intermixed. Verse six, the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. Does it sound like we're living today? Yes. He muttered, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is, is what? I can't hear you. What'd you say? I need you to remind yourself, Brother Maurice, God is with us. It's dark. We know he's going to show up. It might be till dawn. And we know. Look, again, I want to remind you that this is the sons of Korah writing this to us. The young men who've seen devastation and destruction and seen all that could be shaken was shaken in their life. And yet they say, I will not be moved. I'm not going anywhere from the voice of God. Listen, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Then he says in verse 8, Come, behold the works of the Lord. Who has made declaration in the earth? He makes war cease in the ends of the earth. Oh, I need someone to shout amen. And, uh, he breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. Uh, he burns the chair. Listen, all this war that's going on, uh, God is still in control. Uh, all this craziness that's going on, God is still on the throne. Ah, uh, uh, Don't worry. Don't fret. Uh, don't be fearful. What you need to say is God is my refuge and strength. Uh, God is my ever present help in the time of trouble. I will not abandon what God is doing in my life. I will not leave because I feel depressed. I'm going to declare victory in Jesus' name, not because of how I feel, but because of the faith that resides within me, that I am a child of God. I'm anointed by the Holy Ghost. I am righteous by his blood. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Uh, I am an overcomer in Christ. Uh, I am going to be saved. I will be what God has called me to be. My past does not qualify me, but my past does not disqualify me either. Uh, I am His and He is mine. You see, you'll never know who God is unless you find yourself being still. Be still. Come on, say it. Be still. be still. I hope you hear the heartbeat of this pastor when you hear me tell you that God is calling me and you to be still. Most of you, when I tell you to be still, you're thinking of your children or your grandchildren. Hey, you better be still right now, right? And, and obedience to that command means that they are not just still. What you're really saying is, shut up and be quiet. Sit still. Don't move. Don't do anything. Sit there like an Indian, making sure that you are just, just, just straight up and just reverent, an army soldier. And I, what it doesn't. Well, no. See, that's our imagination. We find ourselves in a place where we want God to come on now. Hear me today. We want God to speak to us, but we are got to be in a place to what? Listen to Him. In my life and in yours, we find ourselves in places where we miss what God is trying to say. That word be still, those words be still, is not inactivity, so to speak. It's not saying I'm going to quit everything. No, that's not what it's saying. What it's saying is that you need to m- m- block out all the other stuff in your life. And hear the voice of God. Someone say, "Hear the voice of God," and know that I am God. See, when you you want to know God, how many know want to know God in your life? Amen. Well, if you want to know God in your life, you got to be still. Stillness is an interesting concept. Uh, they have scientists have run. There's a a place uh, in this. I think it's in Europe that they have. It's the most quiet. A room in the world and they put people in there and run experiments on them and most people um, you would not believe how loud and deafening quiet is most people come out of there shaken emotionally and not being able to be there very long because it's not what they expected it messes with what they are being still is something that we have to practice See, I, I I don't know about you, but I love my phone. I, I, I have a problem. Hi, my name is Nate, and I have a problem, and it's my telephone. How many have a problem with your phone? Okay, how many want to go to Liars Anonymous right after church? <laughs> we all have those moments in lives, right, where we have these, these moments of not understanding what God is requiring. Being still before the Lord is something that I began to practice many years ago, and I've re- reinvigorated my study and my practice of being still. You see, being still is is not caring what others think about you being still. Being still is knowing that you're not trying to communicate so others see, but you're communicating with the God that you love and serve. Being still is more than just being quiet, it's letting your mind rest, your mind rests from the world that has been so prevailed in your life the, the the world that is so prevalent in your thought patterns. Today, I, I want to just strengthen you today and help you when I tell you that being still is what God is asking. You know, I, I am a very excited preacher and I, I love preaching the word and I love but there's something about it's interesting because the, the Bible says that, that, that he talked to them not in the, in the fire or in the wind or in the rain or in the thunder of a, uh, no, but he talked to them how in a still, what? small voice. It was Jesus who was silent when they told him all the things that they had against him. The Bible says He opened not His mouth as they crucified Him, as they accused Him of all the things that happened. There's something to being still with God. I, I want to, in this moment, invite you to be still with God. Do you really know who Jesus is? Are you, are, are you, are you really in relationship with Christ? Are you in a place where you are able to say, I know him, and he knows me. You see, this place of stillness that God is calling us to has to happen. This place of stillness will be the only thing that helps us get through all that we just read, all the things that the sons of Korah went through. It took them saying, I need to be still in order for them to cope. With all that happened, because it was in the stillness that God spoke to them. It's interesting when you are still before God, you aren't listening to the internet or the Facebook, you're not interesting to whatever podcast, and those things are all wonderful and good, but there's sometimes you need to get still for yourself and hear from God for yourself. Because, see, I can dissuade you from what you read and what you hear. I can dissuade you through strong argument from what you have uh, heard others tell or what has been repeated. But, you see, it's very hard for me to dissuade from what you have heard from God for yourself. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God cannot raise up a standard if you've not been still. Because it's in the stillness that you build your relationship with God. Oh, I believe in worship, but there's uh, got to be a place where you understand that worship is for a season. It's for a moment. It's for a, a particular purpose. And we do go to war, but it's not time for war. It's time for stillness. Because when you stand still, you're going to see the salvation of the Lord if you'll be still. Look, he says in Galatians, put on the whole, or Ephesians, put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole. You've got to put on your armor. But then he says, this, stand and do all that you can. And when you can't stand anymore, stand, therefore. There's not an instruction to go flailing about and trying to kill everything or everybody. It's simply saying, put on the armor. Uh, and when you get the armor on, uh, I'm going to be your buckler and your shield, your high tower. I'm going to be the God that I've promised to be. But you've got to be still and know. So today as I close, I, I, I want to ask you, what, are, what about your stillness? I don't know about you, but I hate stillness. Does anybody else hate stillness? I hate sitting and it be quiet, but the last several weeks I've been practicing when I get up in the morning that I go and I sit still quiet nothing on nothing happening and I close my eyes and I meditate. Everybody say meditate. That means you dwell on God. I meditate upon the Lord and I think about His goodness in my life. I think about what He's done for me and then I begin to Talk to him very softly about how much I love him and how much I am appreciative of all that he did for me on Calvary, but then I begin to move my my conversation into the things that I need the things i 'm struggling with. I find myself often weeping. Not because there was great music and crescendos of worship. Those are good and that's wonderful. But I find myself weeping because it, I'm not... Try it. Just try it. I can't describe it. Just try it. When God comes and slips in next to you and it's so palpable, it's so real, it's so... Wow. God is here. Most of us have the TV going and the Internet happening and we wake up with music playing and we, we do all that to drown out self to drown out what we really need to hear, and that is a voice from the Lord. If you hear what I'm saying today, would you shout amen? If you desire what God is trying to get us to do, would you shout amen? Because I'm here to tell you, the Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge. But he says first, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know who God is and how God wants to work in your life. Be still. And know that nothing is impossible for Jesus. Someone shout amen. Be still and when you are focused on Jesus, you will find him. If the Bible says if you seek him, you shall find him. There is a stillness that God is calling us to. Not to the hustle and bustle. Not to the busyness. Not to hearing more sermons and hearing more music. I love sermons and I think music is awesome. But God is calling somebody to a place where you are simply still and you hear him. You hear yourself you hear your thoughts you hear what he wants to say to you I know this is not revolutionary preaching and I know that some of you are thinking to yourself man pastor I'm really glad you're doing that for yourself let me know how it works out but I'm here to invite you I'm here to tell you that there is a a time of great confusion on the church right now There are so many voices Today you will hear no less. If you are on Facebook or Instagram, or you will scroll through thousands of voices. Am I right? Am I, I said? Am I right? You'll hear things. You'll hear snippets of things. You'll hear bad and uh, and uh, and. Finally, you'll find something and you'll stop on it. And for a few minutes, you'll watch 13 seconds of it. And then you will bored with that and you'll go on to something else. Because we've been conditioned uh, to always be entertained in our mind. We're being conditioned not to have a moment uh, of silence. A moment that we can stop and we can say, uh, Here am I. Speak, Lord. uh, Thy servant heareth. Chris asked at Bible study, you know, about fasting. And I believe that our food fast and our our amazing sacrifice and commanded, we have to have those as a part of our walk. But listen, I also believe that in this hour that our media fast are just as important. That our silence with God has to be intentional. If, 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 if you just love Jesus and you still love me, would you shout amen? amen. <laughs> I'm feeling a little insecure up here because y'all are being so quiet. <laughs> but I'm trying to get a point across. I'm trying to help you and help me, help God's kingdom. Why? Because in a world of noise, God is commanding us to be still and know that I'm God. Can you stand with me this morning? hallelujah I know that I have had this excuse that my busyness is to fix the Lord in the last several weeks has told me these words be with me before you do for me What you think about what I just said God has spoke to this pastor and said these words be with me before you do for me As pastors, we always want to be doing because, man, we got more to do. We got people to help. We got things to, uh, and God is saying to this pastor and to this church and to every pastor I know, I want you to slow down. I know it seems like you should be speeding up. But I I am a multiplier. This is what God spoke to me. I am a multiplier. And when you slow down in me and you're still before me, when you do, you will do from a place of power. You will do from a place of anointing. You will do from a place where I will multiply everything that you have done. And you will do more after you have been with me than if you just go do for me. And in this hour, I hope that you will hear this, Pastor, when I tell you it's time to be still. I challenge you, find 15 minutes this week where you find a room, where you find a place, where you find a car, where you find some place where you can turn everything off and you can close your eyes and say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. That you can stop in a world of crazy and say, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to be anxiety-filled. I'm going to be still. I'm going to hear what God is saying to the church. I'm going to hear what God is saying over my family. I'm going to hear what God is saying over my own life. And in that stillness, there will come power and deliverance. That's what God is asking of us. If you believe that God is trying to get us to wake up to being still, can you just lift your hand and say, Lord, let me be still. Can you, can you offer that to the Lord today? Father, right now, come on, pray with me. Lord, we come to you as a group of people that love you. We are here, those of them that are online. Father, I ask today that all of us would come together as one in unity of the faith and knowing that we are, Lord, we're working towards your kingdom and working towards the things that you have for us. Lord God of heaven, help me help this pastor to show an example of stillness. Help me to show an example to my family that I trust you more than I trust my own works, that I trust your name more than my own name, that I trust what you are doing in my life, that if I will be still, that if I seek you, I will find you. If I make and seek the kingdom of God, he will add unto me all that is necessary. Lord, I pray today that every person that is pricked in their heart today That, Lord, they would move from the place that they're at to the place you want them to go. Don't let them listen to things that are not of you, Lord, but let us be like the sons of Korah when we say, I don't care what I've been through or what I have saw. I don't care what hurts I've had. I'm going to, Lord, is my refuge. I'm going to declare he is my refuge. I'm going to declare he is my strength. I'm going to declare he is a present help in the time of trouble. But I'm going to get all that from being still and knowing who you really are. Today, Lord, I ask that you touch every heart, that you mend every soul, that you bring those to to you and your cross, that, Lord, they, they need you so desperately. Let them find their way on their journey towards you, Lord, and the love that you showed us on Calvary. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Let us be washed in your blood. Let us, Lord, live out our lives like you have called us to live. let the church say in Jesus' name. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Do you feel the Lord here today? I feel Him so strongly. I feel Him so strongly. He's talking to somebody today. He's pleading with your heart and He's saying, do you really know me for yourself? He's pleading with your heart and He's saying to you, I wish you would come and spend some time with me spend quiet time it's not in the noise it's in the still small voice that God is trying to speak to your heart but if there's so much noise in your life you'll never hear him let the Lord speak into your life find him for yourself in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name we declare these things I believe these things, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. One more time, just lift your hands if you would like to. Come, come join us right now. Lift your hands and say, Lord, let me be a hearer and a doer of your word today. Father, we thank you today for your love and your kindness. For your word, it is everlasting. I thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us so clearly and that you are giving us clarity about what you want us to do what you want us, where you want us. Lord, I ask today that you would just minister to every heart, every family, every person that's struggling today. Give them hope. Allow them to feel loved by you, Lord, and let the the help of the church be there for them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.